control we have landed on the planet It's been a long time, we should've never left us granted But we standing on the front line, prime for the sequel Part 2 will rock you, the voice of the people We had to take it back, shake it up and rearrange it The industry's evolving, now we rolling with the changes Black, Bobby, Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary Thought to take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The there it is. Back. Wow. Come on. Oh, nothing. That's check, good. check, check, check. Platypus has been silenced. Check. Yeah, okay. We finally figured out how to do it. We're back once again, learning new things every day on how to cast them pods. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Planet Platypus. For a second, I thought we were a fishing show. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. You know, we could try different things, man. We can incorporate much more than just a strip club industry, which is what this is an inside look. At the uh, adult entertainment biz uh, with your hosts, DJ Platypus. How you doing, man? Bum, 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 bum. Uh, the one and only Mr. Voice, Bobby Mack. Right now. And uh, a very raspy, <laughs> gravelly Bobby Mack. Hey, now. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm your boy, Josh Fiore. Jiggy Josh, as they like to the say. The Spitfire King, which, by the way. Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of feedback on last week's Spitfire. Not so much the show. The anthem, yeah, the Bobby Mack <laughs> anthem overshadowed all that we did. And we had last a great week. show. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. our great uh, porn star, and, and and it was everything about the show was like great, really L- fun show. Last listening week. back, I was so like proud of of what we did, and and then like to cap it off with that like yeah. masterpiece, like you threw down the "We Are the World" <laughs> wow. of Spitfires yeah. last week. Yeah. I mean, Bobby, am I even exaggerating? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I think the work that you put into it uh, really resonated. And I sent Josh a letter actually this week uh, from my daughter. So, like, you know, like we work in this world, and I don't often like discuss this world with my kid. But mm-hmm. whenever she's curious, I, I'm, you know, we yeah. talk. Sure, she's sure. an adult now. Yeah. So I said, well, you know. Because she's just been, as a cancer survivor, she's just now getting hit with her little bouts of depressions as well. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when the when you go through a serious thing, yeah. and then you f- you finish it, and the serious thing's over, the aftershock yeah. is when the depression hits you because you finally allow yourself to let your guard down for a yeah, minute. You take sure. a breath, and that's when all the scary shit will sneak it's up like on. You get that second chance, yeah. and you don't know what to do with it. So she's going through it, and I sent her this song and the lyrics, and I said, "Listen, I, I've also been going through it. I've been trying to stay strong." for you and for mom and for me and for Cindy and everybody. But uh, my friends know what I go through. And one of my best friends wrote this for me. Tell me what you think. Because she's, you know, she's into all the modern day alternative rock stuff too. So I yeah. know she would like Limbiscuit style music. And she just sent me this awesome text. Like, it's just so great that your friends see what's going on. They recognize the one thing that can't be taken away from you. And he really put that into words. And I, I took that text and I sent it to Josh. So you made a huge yeah, impact awesome. on my that, kid. That meant the world to me, too, man. So yeah. I appreciate uh, you sharing that, too. And uh, it was a lot of fun to do, man. I'm glad. And, and in fact, it, it was a hit. I know this because although I'm off social media, uh, the phone was still blowing up. And, 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 I, and I was... And, and now that I made the Bobby Mac anthem, yeah, everybody wants an anthem. People want anthems. Yeah. So I, I was approached by one of our friends 
and, and I and I did create an anthem for uh, for one of our good friends, uh, none other than Miss Angel Bow, who, uh, oh, nice. who you know very well, and uh, and we banged out an anthem for her, which which will de- will debut here on the show today. Later. I was oh, okay. I was able to hear the work in progress when he was at a certain point. He mm-hmm. sent me a teaser clip, and I'm telling you what, I am psyched for what's coming tonight. <laughs> the chorus well, alone on this, unfortunately for Josh, and this happens all the time in the world of entertainment. You've set the bar so high now. Hmm. Like, I think you did it right as we got into it. You know, right. you were kind of feeling yourself out. Where should I go? Should I bring back Q Strange? Should I invent something new? Should I? I, I could see your process. You yeah. know, when we first started the podcast. And what's today's episode? Where are we at? We're Twenty three today. We're, we're Michael Jordan today. So yeah. So at the twenty at the twenty second point of this project, you think that was the peak. I think you just decided I'm going to rip my shirt off and Hulk Hogan this fucker. And, mm. and you did it in such a way where you set that bar now to where if you don't come out with these masterpieces now, people are going to yeah. be like comparing, you, you know, your prince now. Yeah, like yeah. now you have to, <laughs> yeah. you have to throw like, out I, I raspberry think- beret every time you write. <laughs> you know, I don't think I could make an anthem for everybody, but there is some people that, it, it it's a fun idea to to create something uh, around like their whole image and the whole like their vibe and everything. Angel Bow is definitely one that I said. You know what? That'll be fun. Challenge yeah. accepted. I love surrounding myself with talented people. Um, this is by far been the most talented people I've been around in a long time. But um, you know, it it just makes it makes it that much better. Just the creativity that goes on throughout the week and our little chats that we have. And, 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 and watching you come up with the uh, end result is amazing. But uh, we're going to take a quick break because we have a very talented person as a guest today. Um, somebody I've had the pleasure of mentoring and, and, uh, and working with at uh, Rick's Cabaret. And that's Dylan Boyd. He's a DJ at uh, Rick's Fort Worth. And um, I just woke him up a little bit ago. So I know he's going to be up having his coffee and starting his day. So um, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk to DB, and then have a big announcement. Ooh, that's right. Stay so. tuned, motherfucker. Hanger. You listen to the show, you know one of our favorite clubs in South Florida is Monroe's West Palm Beach, and it's not just because it's where our very own Bobby Mack resides as Mr. Voice and DJ Extraordinaire. It's because that club is amazing, and the food is so good. If you go down there just for dinner, you won't be disappointed. It's like five-star cuisine. Uh, we were there a couple weeks ago. I had a steak, probably the best steak I've ever had. Uh, the girls, gorgeous. The staff is award-winning. Our boy Jimmy Boucher on the ones and twos, killing it every weekend. And you definitely want to be there this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, December 12th through the 14th. Only at Monroe's West Palm Beach, Justice is coming down from Canada. International Showgirl of the Year. She's going to hit that stage and knock the socks off for the holidays. So make sure you get down there to Monroe's. Tell them Planet Platypus sent you. They're going to take good care of you over there. And Justice will be in the house this weekend. Check it out. DB, are you awake? I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm trying. All right, What's well, up, buddy? We just want to talk to you, interview you, talk about you know your weight loss, the holidays, your what balls. It, oh, nice. What it takes to be a DJ of the Year nominee. 
The Dallas Cowboys. Meatballs. Uh-huh. Baker Mayfield. Beard. Don Mega. Beard oil. Brownie recipes. Drops and out. Prostitutes. Panda. Chicken and dumplings. Katie Sutra. You know, the usual nice. shit. Yeah. yeah, so just okay. uh, just kind of go with it. And uh, we're going to go. Uh, we're in a commercial break right now. So Josh is going to bring us back in. So everybody be quiet. We're just going to go right to it. Yeah. And welcome back, everybody, to the Planet Platypus Show. The Boyd is back in town. Ain't that right, Bobby? The Boyd is back in town. <laughs> the Boyd. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I know Platt's excited because this is one of the top DJs in our industry and hands down one of the top DJs uh, of your corporation as well. That's right. That's right. Nominated for uh, DJ of the Year, I think, two times. I, I think two times. I will find out. Yeah. And um, uh, three times. Three times. I haven't even introduced you yet, DB. He's already cutting in. <laughs> Look at this guy. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> DB, what's going on, man? What's up, fellas? Um, Dylan is the head DJ at Rick's Cabaret in Fort Worth. Uh, Dylan, you've been with the company how long now? Uh, about eight years. Eight glorious years. Yeah, man. Um, yes. When, uh, when I got my uh, promotion and I was able to go to the different clubs, Dylan's one of the first... People I really interacted with, uh, DJ wise, you know, in our company, and him and I just kind of clicked right away. And uh, I saw amazing potential in this guy. You know, I'm just, you know, like you meet somebody and you can just tell right away, like they're, they're he's a in. good kisser. Yeah, he's a good kisser. He's a good color. <laughs> His beard doesn't tickle too much. Like, but but the, yeah. the, you can just you you just get a good vibe off of somebody. Like I just could tell. Here's a professional guy. He's doing everything right. Everybody, everybody loves him. He's he's he he gets what we're doing here, and it was just like just tweaking, you know, like do this or say this and that kind of thing. And and Dylan just kind of listened, and and I was so proud because he just blossomed into this monster. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so monster. I don't want to take credit for it. I'm just saying since I met him, this is where you know we're at. So. Um, First of all, Dylan, uh, how's the club going? Do you guys have anything interesting going on for the holidays? What's going on in Fort Worth at Rick's Cabaret? Yeah, man, going good. You know, I still remember the day I met you. Um, but you were there for me, obviously. Not to for us too much, but uh, me and the big bad platypus. Um, they love their football in Texas. They love their food in Texas, and they love naked women in yeah, Texas. Yeah, the strip clubs out there—it's a different yeah. breed, isn't different it? world. It's, it's not Miami, and it's not anywhere else. Texas has definitely got its own vibe. And, and that's a good question to ask Dylan, Josh. Is Dylan, what makes that area, Fort Worth and Dallas, so much different than the other markets that you've actually been in and experienced? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's very—it's a very strip club friendly market. Um, the uh, the clubs here are, uh, I would say, high mileage. Um, <laughs> that's a if that's a way I want to talk about, um, but uh, as uh, someone who frequents the clubs, um, uh, you know it's, it's a great place to be. The, the clubs are great here. The girls are great. Lots of girls, lots of pretty girls, and uh, you know the uh, the laws are pretty uh, loose. Not as loose as Florida, as far as uh, as far as uh, full moon and uh, full water and all that, but they're pretty good. So, so it's fun. So, yeah, I love it. it. And and, yeah. and you guys uh, you guys have a different energy about yourself, 
And and the music's different, the vibe's different because the people are so different. And, right. and Josh, you hit on this earlier. Um, there's cowboys. There's legitimate freaking cowboys that'll like walk in with their cowboy boots, their cowboy hat. They they live on a ranch, yeah. and they'll come in and make it rain in, in uh, Rick's Cabaret in Fort Worth. And then like they'll be standing next to a white cowboy. Those guys have money too. They, I'm sure they have money. Yeah. I, I've you know I, I like real money. Yeah. 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 And then they like like like. Um, like fu money, yeah. and they're just like making it oh, rain yeah. and going crazy, taking girls up in VIP for the hours suit, at a time. The suitcase that comes with the VIP with all the money in it has a big giant Longhorns on it. Yeah, and then they have uh, they're sitting right next to a white collar businessman from Dallas or from downtown Fort Worth, who's you know a, a college educated you know six figure a year business guy, and then you got what I guess Dylan, what's a yokel? Like uh, you know, that's like a a local village idiot type, right? I mean, is that oh, okay. what a, a, a yokel way, is? Way to insult the whole. Uh... I'm not trying to, because because the word yokel came to my mind, but I don't know what yokel really means. I've heard it a billion times when it when it gets associated yeah. with with the the, the, the Texas yeah. guys, but it, what's yeah, a yokel, uh, Dylan? Uh, I don't really know. Like a local yokel? Yeah, I've heard that term, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess a village idiot. Um, somebody doesn't fit in all those categories. It's just an but, odd uh, pairing is what I'm saying. Like whenever I go into any Texas club, whether it's a Rick's club or one of the competitors in that market, um, the clientele is like really difficult to read for a guy from Miami because it yeah. is so diverse. You know, with us, it's a language thing, Spanish, English, mm-hmm. Portuguese, whatever right. in, in, Texas, everybody's on the same page. They just look and feel very different. You know what I mean? And um, and like I yeah, said, it's always interesting when you get cowboy hats bobbing up and down to uh, different genres. Uh, well, yeah, those guys get in their trucks and listen to Tupac and all that shit too. You know, <laughs> what is your music yeah, genres yeah. down there? I mean, what what do you play? Uh, it's top forty. It's all mixed in everything. Um, I mean, you play some, uh, yeah, exactly from Tupac some 90s hip hop throwbacks, and you're going to see some cowboy hats bobbing up and down up there. How much country um, they music? Don't, I, I feel like a lot of guys see some uh, cowboy hats walking and like, oh my God, I got to play country right now, you know? But I, I feel like those guys are <laughs> not expecting you to play country right away, you know? Like they're not expecting you, they just want to go in, see some titties, have some fun, you know? So, uh, but usually those guys like everything. From How God much country is on, your, is on your daily playlist? I would say maybe ten percent. Wow! On a good day, really. Are uh, there any Fort Worth, you know? Are there any strip clubs out there that are like they went full country? No. Wow. No, I, I don't know. I don't think it yet. would work. I don't think that would work because of the diverse of type of customer I'm talking. Well, about. I'm trying to think because here in South Florida, obviously, we have clubs that are full Spanish. We have clubs that are full R and B and hip hop, and you know, most of us are doing everything. You know, a little bit, about, and, but. There are some that are just full blown one genre. Yeah, know? but but those one genres they have um, they have specific places for country that's so country. Yeah, it, it didn't. It, you know, you don't need the titties. You know what I'm saying? Like there are oh, hot yeah. girls line dancing somewhere <laughs> in every oh, mile me, of dude, each other. That is where you'll find all the hot white yeah, girls. By the way, you ever go to a country club where there's line dancing? It's unbelievable. Holy yeah. shit. Well, it's the club like stepping... I go to, the girls do a different kind of line dancing in the uh, in the ladies' room. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. So, so Dylan, you um... know, I think I think in Florida, um, uh, a country, or well, 
a country bar didn't work, I guess. But um, there, I feel like there's a lot more competition in Florida. There's a lot of competition in Texas, too. But the Fort Worth side, uh, there's not as much stiff competition. And uh, I feel like uh, a country cannot really pigeonholes you. And uh, so we, we actually do a country night on Wednesdays. See that we play a lot sense. more country music that night. Um, we hit the, like, like I said, we hit the stockyards hard for that night. We do a barbecue special. All kinds of good stuff to cater to that crowd. But a typical night, yeah, you, you know, we mix it up a lot more. You know, a lot more uh, top 40, hip-hop, little EDM, pop remixes, stuff like that. But but we do do one uh, one country night a week. So That's kind of cool. And, and the food in the strip clubs, I was Texas, just going to ask that, is is an, is another level, too. They, they compete. The Texas clubs are funny the way they compete. You know, they, they, they're competing for customers, but... But there's a pride thing going on too, because like Rick's has five star food across the board. Any any Rick's club you go into, it's it's they're they're amazing. But all the other clubs as well put together these like ridiculous specials, like you know thirty dollars worth of meat for five bucks on a plate. You're like <laughs> what? Yeah. Like and it's good. It's like yeah. you know they're they're putting up uh, like five star cuisine. And um and and that's another thing they compete with. So like and it's funny too because in Texas. Every five feet, there's a steakhouse or oh, barbecue, you know, it's barbecue, yeah. or it's it's nuts. Oh, yeah. but, but yet the strip clubs come like ready to fight. You know what I mean? Um, so, so Dylan, um, on the subject of food, um, you have recently gone through a big swing in weight loss, and uh, you know, congratulations and kudos yeah, to you on that. Man. I mean, we're all very supportive and proud of you. Um, but if you could talk a little bit about that and, and, and kind of tie it into the strip club lifestyle, cause that's kind of where I'm going with this question. One, where did you start at? Where are you at? And how did you lose all the weight and how difficult is it living the lifestyle that we live? Man. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I, I started about a year and a half ago, um, at about 370 pounds. And I, I never looked that heavy because uh, I always, I've, I've always carried around some muscle mass. You know, I'm a, I'm a thick guy, but um, I've got it in the trunk and all that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing and, that part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, doing the keto stuff, that's real big, the keto diet. I also uh, was inspired by a few podcasts I listened to about, uh, you know, as far as exercise, not to hit it all at once. You know, I used to go to the gym and just try to kill myself. And, uh, but guess what? Uh, you don't want to go to the gym after that, you know? So I decided to start doing five push-ups in the morning and five push-ups before I went to bed. Five. And, uh, and just, just five. Just start out with five, and then no matter what, no matter what, doesn't matter how fucking tired I was, I got to wake my ass up and, and get a roll out of bed and do five push-ups before going to sleep. And I uh, did that for a month and moved to 10. And, uh, you know, I... I I played sports, so, uh, you know, some people might not be able to do as many push-ups, but it's like whatever you're comfortable with, but you do them every day, you know? And uh, and, I, and now I do, let's see, right now I'm doing 140 wow. uh, a day. And uh, and I do them, uh, a lot of times I do them in the DJ booth. Really? Uh, I'm making a little, uh, <laughs> little DJ booth uh, exercise plan. I've got a little bit of room in my booth. So between songs, I could jump down and, and do 20 push-ups real quick, you know? Right and uh, and and you know it sucks at the time, but I asked myself, is today the day that I uh, that I'm not going to do my push-ups? And the answer is always no. So I drop down and do them real quick, 
Um, yeah, as far as diet goes, um, really just cutting out the carbs, uh, getting on the keto plan and everything. Um, and I, you know, I had to learn to cook a lot more. I cook almost every meal. And, uh, and I started to look at it like it's either, yeah, I'd like a, a piece of pie or whatever, of course, some pizza, but I can make pizza in a frying pan with some cheese and some sauce and, and some pepperoni. And I just took the, the original pizza away and asked myself, you know, it's either this kind of pizza or nothing. Uh, same thing with milk. That's one way I, I, I learned to kind of switch to almond milk from regular milk. And then I switched to uh, the unsweetened almond milk. It's like, it's, it's, it's a choice between that and nothing. So pretty soon. And now I love unsweetened almond milk. You know, it tastes like ass. So I gotta have it. <laughs> I, know, um, I, I I hate to be unsupportive because we were all in Vegas together, and you know how when you walk around Vegas, you you only eat whenever you're you know when you have a few minutes to eat. So, I grabbed a thing of brownies and I walked up to the room where everybody was, including Dylan. Yeah. And of course, being polite, I yell like, "Hey, would you like a brownie?" And he's like, "No, I can't." But are they <laughs> fucking yummy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, Dylan and uh, <laughs> eating, I can remember uh, we all went out to dinner once, and Dylan almost choked to death, and DJ Platypus saved his life. Let's talk about that for a moment. That was in New Orleans. That was in New uh, Orleans. We, <laughs> we almost yeah. lost Dylan Thanks, that Mike. night. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting there enjoying the best steak. Yeah, I'm going to set it up for you. Okay. <laughs> Picture it. New Orleans, 2014. <laughs> there we were. Mr. John's Steakhouse, enjoying a nice Cajun buttered yeah, Mr. steak. Mr. John's, that's a really good, spot. good steak. Good spot. And uh, and mm. so we're all sitting yeah. there, we're enjoying the meal. All of a sudden, Dylan, not coughing, just puts his hands like up to his his throat, like in the classic, like on the chart. It shows you like the pose that you go into <laughs> when you're joking. Like that's exactly really what he did. And Platt just sprung to action and got up behind him and started giving him the Heimlich maneuver until he fucking coughed it up and fucking puked all over his beard and, it, <laughs> and this and the steak was so good he Thank he went play. to the bathroom cleaned up came back to the table sat down and finished, finished the, steak. the steak that almost fucking killed him it's a good steak like a real texan never say die <laughs> that's right man yeah man oh my god yeah I, I remember looking around the table and i was lagging behind i had a lot of steak left i'm a slow eater and uh so I remember trying to rush a little bit, and that's what got me. So I learned a valuable lesson that day. Once yeah. again, don't thank breathe you, and swallow. Having my back as always. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was shook up too because when I went to check out him in the bathroom, he was still shaking. So it wasn't like that uh, was scary. He was really choking. I was scared. I didn't realize what was happening until after it was over. Well, <laughs> me neither. Because I don't even think I put my fork down. Well, I was just like observing. Well, the he dome. was eat like he said. He was eating and savoring his food, so he was kind of <laughs> quiet within the conversation in the moment. He was yeah. catching up. Right. We were engrossed in something. Yeah. And Dylan just happened to be sitting right next to me, and I was just like. I just looked at him a certain way, and then he did. I'm like, are you okay? And he shakes his head, no. I'm like, are you choking? He shakes his head, yes. And I just, I, I didn't even think. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Popped yeah, it out. Thank in God, the, man. In the, second, in the second one, I put my arms around his stomach. and Where, did, where did you learn the Heimlich maneuver? Um, swim team. I was in high school. I was on the swim team. Wow. And uh, I had to learn CPR, Heimlich, and to get certified as a lifeguard. Oh, so this is 1980s medical information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely was carried over from uh, high school. But yeah, uh, believe it or not, I, I too, like Dylan, once was an athlete. Not a very good one, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but um, yeah, that's that's where I learned it from. But uh, thank God because yeah. uh, I can't I can't picture yeah. a world without Dylan yeah. Boyd. And, and he was able to inspire others with his weight loss. He was one of the big reasons I started losing weight is because I saw Dylan. I don't remember if it was at the Expo or at the Pandemonium in May. It might have been back in May at Pandemonium. When oh, I saw, yeah. and, and I and I was like, holy shit, man, you lost a lot of weight. And it kind of like inspired me because I remember me and Dylan out on the boat out here in Florida with our shirts off and our big bellies oh, yeah. hanging oh, out. On Boucher's was, boat. Yeah, we looked like yeah. a couple of manatees. We like, literally waiting. had a metric ton <laughs> in this little yeah. five-person boat. Yeah, Jimmy and Andy were like the skinniest guys on the boat. And I remember we got stuck on a sandbar. Like we yeah. went, Jimmy took us to this little island and... Uh, and we're just all out there. Everyone's got their shirts off. And we look hideous. Like any girls that would go by in a boat, yeah. you would swear it was like um, the biggest loser. We were like the finalist on a boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what we looked like. Yeah. And, and we got close to this little island and we got stuck in the sand. Like literally, like we couldn't move. Jimmy couldn't get the thing going. So out of all the big guys on the boat, yeah. Andy, who was the skinniest one out of all of us, just jumps out and pushes us back out to sea. And we're just, we were hilarious that night. But but yeah. you're right. That was probably the biggest Dylan was yeah. at that point And in then time. when the next time I saw him, which was probably like a year later or right. so. A little bit, yeah. And, and, and he had lost so much weight. And the next time I saw him after that, he had looked even better. He looked so, like a different person. Yeah, so I was so like, Dylan, oh, man, how, I got to lose much, weight. How much weight did you, you said you started like the 370s. Where are you currently yep. at now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm about 290 right now. So about okay. uh, 80 pounds down. Wow. That's nice. amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Dude. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. About 40. I want to lose about another 40, 50 pounds. And uh, it'll be a good weight for me. Yeah, but I'm happy where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's, you got this. The nice thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not, people get discouraged, check their weight every day, and jump on the scale. It's, man, I, I feel great. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Would um, you ever I show your ass and twerk at a Lakers game? <laughs> DB, DB yeah. quick question. How has the weight loss affected you at work? You know, in the club, your your lifestyle. What what changes and sacrifices have you had to make, and and how has it affected you in a positive or negative way, losing all that weight? You know, one of the things that kept me going is the girls have been so nice, and and you know, I I've, I'll I'll stall for like a month or two and not lose any weight. And uh, I have a female manager, uh, Jill. Shout out to Jill, uh, who's awesome. Who, who can't just she'll constantly. She used to be one of my trainers too, so. You know, she's constantly telling me how great I look and how much weight I'm losing, yada, yada, yada. And uh, girls I work with. So that really kind of kept me going. And uh, and it's not so much that I that I loved uh, what they were saying, but it's like, I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to let everybody down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I'd have a cheat day, you know, it's like, ah, oh, I don't want to get all this weight back. Because then they're not going to say shit, but everybody's going to, you know, you're going to get that look. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so... So was it so like if, as uh, if your manager was your trainer? Like, did she ever like come in and start like yelling at you like a physical trainer? Like while you were trying to work about like your DJing skills and stuff? Like call you a fat sack of shit? Play some goddamn fucking hairband music? <laughs> I remember one night uh, she was a bartender. She's she's only been a manager for about a year. She's doing a hell of a job, but uh, she was our head bartender for a long time. And uh, and I was walking to the back at the end of the shift, and she was like. Dylan, give me five burpees right now. So I jumped down in the middle of the uh, the club, lights on and everything, did five burpees. I think there's pictures Holy out there shit. fooling around somewhere. But, uh, yeah. So you couldn't escape your sometimes. trainer ever. That's awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> like that's one way to stay motivated is your trainer is just always there. How how has it affected like, what, what's Dylan ordering again? What what <laughs> how has it affected you in the booth though? Um do you notice any differences since the weights come off? Uh energy wise, uh maybe even how you're speaking, mentality, like take take me through it. Is there is there anything different going on or is it pretty much the same? You just feel better. Uh, I definitely feel better. The energy uh energy wise I find that I, my energy is so much better uh, on a keto diet or on a in ketosis. Mm. Um, I know that's a whole other show going into all that, but um, and, and if I if I'm in ketosis and if I come into work hungry, I don't like to eat before work. Um, then it, it gives me kind of this energy of maybe this go find food energy, you know, this primal energy that, that that's when I'm at my best energy wise. If I you know obviously you have a big meal and go to work, you're going to be sluggish. But um, you're gonna get hungry, Dylan. Yeah, I don't eat. ready to kill it. Oh yeah, On the I hunt. do uh, intermittent fasting as well. So I do the uh, low carb and intermittent fasting. So I only eat when I get home from work late. I'll go home, cook a meal, eat it, and uh, it kind of pushes my t- my uh, schedule back. You know, I woke up to talk to you guys today, <laughs> but uh, I definitely keep later hours than normal. But it's worth it, I think, yeah. to uh, have the schedule to go home <laughs> after work and cook and eat just the one meal a day. My energy doing that is at, at its peak at work, and uh, yeah. Are you I able to sleep that. on a full stomach that way, or I, I thought that was bad to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have to unwind a little bit. So once again, that pushes my schedule even further back. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a struggle to get to the bank sometimes before they close. I think what so he's saying is you can still maintain a healthy lifestyle but you can't, yeah. you can't um, parallel it with civilians in the, you know, yeah, the art yeah, in the industry. It's so be, true. Be, because yeah. by doing so and trying to set your schedule to them, it would throw everything else out of whack. And when he needs his energy the most, it won't be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I come home from and you know, work, if you have, go ahead. Oh, if you have a wife at home that's doing this for you, that's you know, you just walk right home and uh, and and uh, eat your dinner that you already prepared, then that helps a lot. But. I'm doing all the cooking for the most part, so you know it. It, it could be easier for some people. I have but, a wife, dude. Yeah, they don't do that I, shit anymore. <laughs> it's not the '70s. Yeah, I have a wife, and I do all the cooking for both of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's different times now. Right? Maybe it's different in Texas. I don't know, but out here, it's, yeah. it's you know when when you're yeah, dating, plan, they plan, call. We gotta find you like a nice Texas girl, like a nice Texas farmer's daughter's kind of girl. I dated a Texas girl. Yeah, once no, I'm, before. I'm talking I like time. Like a, a wholesome girl's gonna make you like grits and biscuits for breakfast when you get home from work. <laughs> love the women in Texas. Yes. I I I love the entertainers and our our Ricks clubs out there. Whenever I get the opportunity to go visit, I, I they're so different than any other market I've been in. Um, and Dylan could probably back this up tenfold, but I mean, um, oh yeah, the girls in Texas have a little bit different type of pride than the girls in other markets. Even when they're on stage entertaining, when they're talking to their customers, the hustle is even right. a little bit different. Now, granted, the job is the same. I think women in Texas, they're from that culture of pageantry and yeah. uh, cheerleaders yeah, 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 yeah. and, like, you know, all yeah. that stuff, man. Yeah, so that's just deeply uh, ingrained into the culture and, of Texas. And there's a, it's a different type of sexy you know what I'm saying? And and there's something there's taxi. It's taxi. And and like <laughs> they come they come up to you with that southern drawl. How y'all doing? You wanna dance? And you're just like, uh, yeah, yeah, darling, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, they're just amazing though. But um 
Speaking of the clubs out there, Dylan, before we let, let you go, um, talk to me a little bit about one of my favorite people in our company, um, a regional manager of ours, but somebody that you're very close to, uh, Richard Butler. Richard Butler is a, a regional manager at Rick's Cabaret. He's been with the company forever. Um, he's, he's a tremendous asset to our company, to our team. Um, he, he's a great friend uh, to all of us. But you really get a, got a chance to know him and work with him and understand his methods. I happen to think he's one of the top five people in the industry as far as knowledge and, and, and motivation and these things. Can you walk me through just a couple things about Richard Butler to kind of, you know, tell people about him that wouldn't necessarily know? Yeah, Richard's the man. Rich Butler's the man. Um, you know, like when you... Uh, I have a manager that used to be a DJ, and, uh, you know, the uh, the good and the bad that comes with that, you know, they're going to pay attention a lot more to what you do. At the same time, when you, when you fuck up, they're going to let you know. And uh, Rich is kind of like that. He, he hasn't DJed that I know of, but he's very involved in the entertainment side. He, he cares about the entertainment side. He cares about all sides, but he's very involved in the entertainment side. He cares about the show. And, uh, and he, and he cares about what I'm playing and he's, and the stuff he likes he's into stuff he doesn't like he'll let me know and that just shows you how much he cares about everything and uh, so it's really nice to have so it's almost like he's a uh, it's almost like he's an ex DJ one of those kind of managers yeah. walking around and he and he's not he just cares that much he pays so attention to every detail in his clubs I mean everything from the way you park your car to the way you tie your shoes I mean like he literally looks at every detail and, and, and he, he thinks of like, it's, it's, I've sat down and like, we've done these little brainstorm sessions, you know, whether it be at expo or, or when I'm visiting in the market in Texas. And, uh, when, when you'll say, Hey, let's have a parade. <laughs> Richard's the type of person to be like, great idea. We need, and he'll list every strategical mission of that parade. You know what I mean? And he'll, he'll, he'll and, and the other thing is, there's something about him where he can, it just seems to me like he's a chameleon and he can almost relate. There's so many personalities in, in, in Dylan's club, so many. There's so many egos and different personalities, not in a bad way necessarily, but there's just, it's Texas, yeah. you know, and, and there's, you know, the bartenders uh, got one type of attitude. The managers got another type of attitude. The entertainers, the DJ, all these different departments have different personalities. Some are huge, some are different. And Richard, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan, but Richard has this innate ability to just kind of like get on that level with every single different type of personality. And he never, and to me anyway, it seems like he never clashes. Everyone just loves this guy. You know, um, am I off base on that, Dylan, or is that pretty much the same I, way you feel? You're right on. Yeah. You're right on. I, I feel like, uh, in my experience, you, you've got two different kinds of managers, you know, and you usually tell your, their experience, you know, the really good managers and the, and the guys that have been doing it for a while. Um, they don't care uh, how you say it to them. They just care about what you're saying to them. They'll listen to anybody. They'll listen to the bathroom attendant. They'll listen to the valet if they got a great idea. Obviously, the entertainers. But Richard's one of those guys. You know, he'll listen to anybody if they got a great idea. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's all about the club. Um, yeah, no ego with that guy. See, I don't listen to the bathroom attendant anymore. The last time I listened to a bathroom attendant, I wore curve for a night for a year. <laughs> Never again. You wore curve? I trusted that fucker. 
No, my friend, is he good? It's good. I do like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, people are making fun of me. I thought you smelled lovely. You know, aside from top, top corporate brass, like the president, vice president, all that stuff, um, there are two people in the company that if I'm ever having a problem or I'm, I'm, I have an issue that I'm trying to work out or I, I'm stuck on an idea... Richard and Sean from New York are the two people that I, I and they just promoted Sean, who's now uh, vice vice president on the East Coast, um, which uh, is amazing. So like watching these guys over the years just turn into these like, uh, like Sean does the work of literally like a hundred people, and Richard can like motivate and touch a hundred lives in a second. They're like just. Two very unique, integral pieces in our company, and and the the fact that Dylan got a chance to work with Richard so closely, I just wanted him to say a few nice things about him because, you know, it's it's so easy in our business to pick out the negative all the time. You know what I mean? And and it's so much easy. It's <laughs> in it's, fact that's what next week's show is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's it's just every once in a while you got to pick out like, hey man, th- like. This is why this works. This is why this works, you know, and it's 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 he's just one of those super positive guys and he's had a big hand in Dylan's growth as as a DJ and uh and a big asset to our company. Dylan, what do you got going on for the holidays, man? Anything anything major? Uh just probably going back to uh Oklahoma City to visit family. I usually do the one out of Thanksgiving and Christmas, so they usually prefer the Christmas thing, so just doing that and, uh, you know, buying everybody presents, not expecting much, <laughs> but uh, doing some Christmas shopping and all that. Um, Bobby Mac drew you a picture, so we're going to send that to you. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was our Christmas present to certain people. We're just going to have Bobby draw stick figures. And just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We don't have time or money to go anywhere else. Yeah, and I'm going to do a, a spitfire, but it'll just be like a freestyle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be like... Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So three, three seconds for sure. Spitfire on your voicemail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Love it. Dylan, you've wait. been nominated three times, you said, for DJ of the Year. Yeah, the last the, three years. Three-time I nominee. I got to tell you, this, this, this past year I thought he had it. I really did. I, I'm like, I, in my head, I'm like, you got the Tootsies vote. You got the Ricks vote. He had a lot of the Texas vote, even though David Holm was also there, and he's he's very popular in that market too over at Bucks Cabaret. But like, um, I'm like, man, it's like, and fucking Binger. <laughs> How can you be mad that Binger, you know, wins? And you know what I'm saying? It was just like, and then boom. Or no, I'm sorry, um, Swaggle. Swaggle. Yeah, I meant I Swaggle. Say, I said shit. Binger. Sorry. You got Binger on the brink. Yeah. Um, but Binger was a contender, and we, you know, he was another one where you thought, well, well, if it's not I, Dylan, I, it's going to be Binger. I still thought it was going to be Dylan over Binger, believe it or not, just because of the, the amount Ricks. of people yeah. that we have in our company. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, how did you feel? Because I know how I would feel. Were you, like, don't, don't play the, be honest with me. Was there a party that was like, fuck, I wanted to win that? Like, just be real. Um, I still feel. I, I honestly, I wanted to uh, be great for Swaggle, but I, I was uh, hoping Binger would win it. Um, I feel like my time will come one day. Um, once I'm a little longer in the tooth, like Binger. No offense, Binger. But uh, <laughs> wow. you know, I, I, oh, that was a shot. That was a shot. That's right. That sh- uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually go for the guys that have a little more gray in their beard, <laughs> and uh, who's got more gray in their beard than Binger? So 
So yeah, I was, I was hoping for Binger. Um, and I, I just don't feel like I'm, uh, yeah, uh, maybe one day. Uncle Bing. Bing. So, so what's next for DB? What, what do you aspire to next uh, as far as the industry or maybe even out of the industry? What's, what's your next goal in life? I mean, now that you've gotten a handle on, on your health and fitness, you know, um, I know that you love what you do right now. I'm just saying, is there a dream job? Is there a dream scenario? Is there something that you've been wanting to do that you haven't? I mean, you're because you're getting to that age, too, where you're going to start getting some gray in that beard of yours as well, buddy. So I'm just yeah. curious, though. So what do you... What well, do you, eventually, the plan is, uh, you know, not vegan right now, barbecue. but <laughs> I'm going to take your job. You want oh, to take my job? Plan is, yeah. Hey, take a number, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to fight the rest of us for that spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat, but I pull hair. I cheat. I'll I'll go down swinging and screaming. <laughs> uh, you're not so fat anymore, right? Uh, oh yeah, I'm still fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's Josh who's losing weight. The rest yeah. of us, I'm still killing those meatballs. Yeah, me and Bobby are on, picking Bobby. up uh, what everybody's losing. Me and Bobby yeah. seem to find. That's all right. Me and Dylan will be out there with our beach bodies, sipping our almond milk. After Christmas, though, the <laughs> wife and I are going to try the Gardein thing. Really? We're going to cut down on, on meat because, like, we, uh, you know how you're supposed to have meat, vegetable, and, you know, cornstarch and everything like that. So we have meat and meat <laughs> and then, like, yeah. some carbs. Yeah. So our diet has just gotten uh, way out of line. And I think we're after, we're, there's no sense in doing it before Latin Christmas. So, yeah. Uh, so, after Christmas, we're going to try the less meat thing because it, just for a, a myriad of reasons not our age, our weight, our health, everything. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a cut down on the meat intake. And I, I, I imagine that's going to drastically make an impact on our weight. Well, that's great. Yeah. I mean, if- I, mean I, I would say. I would say cut out on those little bit of starches. If you're doing meat, meat, and starch, cut out on that starch. Enjoy your meat. Oh. But, uh, you know, that's the way I've done it. But I'm here for you, man. Uh, well, thank you, brother. I may take but, you up on that. Yeah. DB's yeah, like man. the Jared of Panda. He's, oh, he's wait like, a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Pause. <laughs> he is. He's like. The, uh, it's not a good comparison anymore, Platt. It's not a good look. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to uh, be Jared anymore. You could. You, it's better to call him the Richard Simmons of Panda. It's more complimentary right now. Yeah. I like adults. He's the Jack LaLanne. The Jack LaLanne. Like five people get that reference. He's the Juice Tiger guy. Yeah. Wow. So, Dylan, do you have anything you want to say? Anything you want to plug? His his Uh, exercise video is coming out this week. (laughs) He's like, buy Peloton for Christmas. I'm on the next video. (laughs) Sorry, DB. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you know, uh, look for my new DJ booth workout coming out soon in Panda. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, you should do that. If you're doing push-ups in the booth, you should uh, videotape that and send it to me, and I'll uh, put it on the website. Yeah, some resistance bands. You can get a good workout in the booth. That's the cover of this week's episode. I'm going to put him on Denise, hey, on Denise Austin's body. No bullshit. Dylan, put together once yeah. a week, give me a five-minute video of you doing exercises in the DJ booth. And I'm being serious. Like, think of different items in the dj booth you can use to facilitate a workout while you're doing rotation while you're running things if you can send me even a two or three minute video you know just uh this is dylan's tip of the you know health tip of the week and then i'll put it on the website i, th- I bet you people would watch that and start doing it in their booths I- i'll do push-ups in my booth there I, you that, go you know i'm sure i'll take that challenge this time next it. year you know so 
That's a Dylan, good idea. Dylan's boy grab, challenge grab, grab of the week. Grab that old broken mixer. Grab that old broken mixer in the back of your booth and, and do squats with it. We'll, we'll figure out stuff. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what I'm saying. Fun, you know, you know the push-ups and then maybe bring in some resistant oh. bands. And, you know, hey, you got three minutes in between this song. You know, get your lights going. Oh. And then you got two minutes to do push-ups. I mean, sure, you'll kill your lungs with all the residual dust on the equipment. But <laughs> you'll be you'll lose yeah. the weight. Yeah. Not in my booth. Imagine, like, you look at the whole panda group in a year and everybody's, like, got abs and shit, like, cut and toned <laughs> up and shit. From the... The, from, the, from the Dylan workout, from the DB, workout. from the DB, like this thing might might take PX40. off. It could be the new trendy thing where, like, this is the new uh, the new hot uh, workout fad. Sweating could, in the strip clubs. Yeah, we could be the next Zumba. <laughs> Zumba. <laughs> All right, Dylan Boy, last last words, my friend, because I know you're tired and, and we've we've spoken enough. I think we've covered everything. <laughs> well, it's great talking to you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm going back to bed. Thanks, Dylan. Get some rest. Happy holidays, Dylan. We love you, brother. You as well. Love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Attention all club owners. Did you know there's a platform for DJ education? Pandamembers.org is an association for professional DJs. Panda stands for Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. With over 1,000 members, Panda is always growing and generating top DJs in our industry with an educational platform and discussions on how to better the DJ's craft. If your current DJ staff is not a member of Panda yet, President Dane Hansen welcomes you to check out pandamembers.org. It could change your business for the better. Playmates is Miami's best kept secret. Great food and top-level entertainment. Playmates features events and a great menu. Check out PlaymatesClub.com for all your entertainment needs. This club is known for great customer service, not to mention it's a non-stop party. The staff is friendly, the club is beautiful, and there's never a shortage of hot entertainers. PlaymatesClub.com. The party is on. Holy shit. Wow. Welcome back to the Planet Platypus podcast, everybody. And we, weight loss consultation, Quinsonauer. We were doing push-ups during the break here in the studio, yeah. and uh, I think I pulled something. D- Dylan didn't say you should stretch before apply- trying to exercise for the first time. Yeah, man, good for him, though. You know, I've known no, Dylan a few great. years now. It's mm-hmm. cool to see him uh, to see him kind of uh, get healthy and get motivated and just what he's doing in the booth and everything. He's come a long way. I'm proud of him on yeah. every level, yeah, you man. know, personally, professionally. Maybe I should do a Dylan Boyd uh, theme song. Dylan Boyd. <laughs> it would have to be like uh, the country road thing, though. Like that yeah, kind of like like country, country hip hop. Yeah, like. Yeah, I'd be able to do that. Maybe when it's Dylan's birthday comes around or something. Losing we'll do- weight <laughs> with Dylan Boyd. We're going to do some push ups <laughs> in the booth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as long man. as it has the Boyd is back in town hook somewhere in yeah, it. Yeah, the Boyd is back in town. The Boyd is involved. back in town has some legs. I think that could go That's somewhere. That's the tagline for yeah. today's episode. That, would, that should be that the people name. know what they're getting into right the away. The Boyd is back in town. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so, so anyway, so speaking of themes and anthems, I, I do have one this week for the Spitfire of the Week. Okay. Uh, I told you I was contacted by Angel Bow, right. a friend of ours, feature entertainer. For those that don't know, she's, uh, she's pretty extreme. In her shows, uh, Platt, mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've had her at your club here pretty recently. Insane. And uh, some girls that I think it'd be fun to make an anthem for because there's places you could go with their set, but then there's others where like I, I think I might be lost, like I wouldn't know what what to do with. Them. I know you like joking around about this, but 
you should seriously have me be your manager on this and okay. send all the spitfires to me because I have no problem saying no to people. I say no to people all the time. Our anthem this started 200. <laughs> I said 100. No, no, I no. I said make it worth your time. But 200, don't go I said. Why? That's too much. No, it's not. It'll keep the real buyers interested. All right, so let's put it this way. So if you're a feature <laughs> entertainer, like, what do you spend it on a nice costume? There you go. You know what I mean? Like Jackie's costume is what? Six grand? Yeah, I'll be way less than that. Four, I mean, right. you know, like, I understand a lot of work goes into these costumes. But, but you're you talking know. about the anthem you walk out to. It's going to represent you everywhere you go. I mean, yeah. that's a priceless item. Yeah. Color box. 200 bucks. Oh, that's right. You're, you're selling me short, Platt. <laughs> they start at 200 by the way. They go up from there. All right. 200's friend prices. Maybe Bobby should be your manager, but I'd be afraid he would, <laughs> you know, he's too nice. He would say yes to everybody, too. Well, Angel Bo, probably one of my favorite people in our industry. She's mm -hmm. always very cool whenever we get to see her. Oh, she's her. the greatest. She's, uh, she's awesome. And uh, so she sent me a, a text, and she says, you know, for some ideas, if you want to do this, uh, here's uh, some of the things. I include in the show, and I'm going to read. Should I have Morgan Freeman read these, actually? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's have Morgan Freeman come in <laughs> and read the Spitfire requirements. Uh, uh, music, please. Dear yes. Josh, <clears throat> some elements of my show include ladder and bed machetes. <laughs> what the fuck is a bed machete? It's a bed of machetes. Oh, bed yeah, of a machetes. bed of machetes. It's yeah. sick, well, dude. well, that makes more sense. A bed machete would just be silly. <laughs> a bed of nails on wheels. Uh, blockhead, which is where I hammer a nail into the scent. Oh shit, the phone went down. <laughs> just, uh, if you could just press the. Just, yeah, there we go. Okay, so, uh, oh, where was I? A blockhead, <laughs> where I hammer a nail into the center of my skull. Crazy. Yeah. Human pincushion, which is where, <laughs> well, you know what that is. Uh, <laughs> shibari, which is Japanese rope bondage. I almost said rape, that would have been different. <laughs> uh, this is very interesting. Lego stomping. Yeah, I saw Lego stomping. Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty. I've never seen that in a future show. Now, that takes an extreme bitch. Ain't nobody doing no Lego stomping but Angel Bo. Uh, staples, people can actually staple money to me for $5 to my arms, uh, $10 to my stomach, and $20 to my booty. If you give me a fitty, you can staple them to my titties and pussy. Click, yeah. clack, click, clack. Well, the pussy's 100. For yeah, oh, 100 for my pussy. And, and, and both shows I DJ'd for her, guys came up and put 100 on the nook nook. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That's the real deal. Yeah. No, that's, that's the most extreme showgirl in our business. Hands down. Yeah. I, that's like hardcore wrestling meets burlesque. That's fucking insane, right? How can you staple something to someone's pussy lip? How it, could you not? And it just works. I can't Wait. even explain <laughs> it. Do they bro. staple it to like her mound or no, are they no, staple it to her pussy? No, it's an actual staple gun. Yeah. And they she puts the the money in front of her hoo-ha. Like do we talk in like labia? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like it just okay. boom. Yeah. Like, she like obviously loves pain because yeah, she has yeah, yeah. a very high threshold. And a lot of girls are into that, and a lot of dudes are into that. She's definitely got a niche that was I thought would be a lot of fun to fuck with musically. I know she performed at uh, the Gathering of the Juggalos. I, know she, I knew the vibe she was looking for, so I was excited to do it. How do you keep up with a girl like that in bed? Well, like, we talked about hooks. that with meat her. Hooks. We talked about that with her when she was a guest <laughs> on the show. And I remember her saying that she just has a certain type. And if you're too soft about you, like, like a guy like me, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get aggressive like that. I'm just not, yeah. I'm not like that. So she would not get turned on by that. It, she got, she needs a, you know, 
we discussed that. She kind of needs yeah. somebody who's got a little uh, and can right. handle the pain and yeah, maybe so dish out that. a little. Hey, my hands are soft. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I had to, to bring a bat with us to bed or something. Yeah. <laughs> Brass knuckles. Yeah, man. She's But she's really like... The show itself is so well thought out. It's just such a, it's almost like a Vegas Circus Olay type yeah, thing, she, but a lot more hardcore. She describes it as a Circus Olay. Circus Olay. I'm telling you, bro. It's the Mexican version. The oil of Olay of uh, burlesque. I'm telling you, bro. You're laughing, but it's, I mean, it's all set up like she goes she from describes one thing it, to uh, the next. Erotic the next. New Wave, what was it? Erotic New Wave Vaudeville. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. that's how it's described. So we even threw that in the song. And her hashtag is knives fire barbed wire. That's her. If you want to look up Angel Bow, all you got to do is any of these platforms, hashtag knives fire barbed wire. And knives when I saw that, I already had the hook. When I saw that hashtag, I said, this is what we're going to take. Clicked. Make the song around knives fire barbed wire. That's going to be the hook of the song. So, uh, so she hasn't heard it yet. She heard a little bit at the beginning because I said, this is the vibe I'm going for. Do you like this? Do the music? And she said, yeah, go for it. Do your thing. So um, so I'm going to debut it right here. She hasn't heard this yet. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's so do it. So here's the world exclusive right here. It's the Angel Bow. I'm all ass. <laughs> theme song presented by Ass Money Productions. <laughs> so uh, so here it is, that. I hope she loves it. I hope you guys love it. Here it is. with the devil, twisted and seek to a whole new level, hold on strap, it is time for the show, send me an angel, fuck throwing money, I'm a staple it, I wanna make you bleed cause it's dangerous, I need a girl that's into all that painful shit, and that's the type of lady that my angel is, sparks flying, nice fire, barbed wire, sparks flying, nice fire, barbed wire, sparks flying, nice fire, barbed wire, sparks flying, She's a living nightmare, the girl of my dreams With a wild ass show to extreme for the big screen Make her scream cause she loves the pain Always goes the extra mile just to entertain Seen her on the stage getting fired to the face On her better nails yelling but with style and grace Staple money to her arm, throw her $5 Staple money to her stomach, throw her $10 Wanna hit her in the titty, gotta throw a fitty Wanna poke her in the pussy, throw a hundred with me Get down to the stage, baby, get some Never seen a show like this at the strip club She an angel that dance with the devil Twisted and seek to a whole new level Hold on, strap it, it's time for the show Send me an angel Bo, bo, bo. 
fuck throwing money, I'ma staple it. Yeah, I wanna make you bleed, cause it's dangerous. Bleed. I need a girl that's into all that painful shit. Painful. And that's the type of lady that my angel is. Yeah. Sparks flying, nice fire, bar wire. 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 Boom. There it is. Spitfire of the Week, Angel. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and there it is. A theme song fit Bro, for an Angel Bow. That entire time, I was picturing her doing that part of her show to that song. Yeah, dude. I'm thinking of a video with just quick cuts of all the crazy shit in her show. Like, make a music video to that. Of it that. reminded so me of a comic book movie when they introduce a character and, like, she's flying down into the yeah, city. Yeah. and It's kind of like the credits are rolling. And it, 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 to me, it's, it's, it was like that. It was almost like a soundtrack type track. I do like it a lot. I'm going to actually um, uh, spend a little more time on the mix before she plays it in the clubs, but I wanted to debut it here today. That's so. sick. You know what, Bobby? You were right. Should be two hundred dollars, man. That's <laughs> right. That's where it starts That's at two hundred. Who's, who's, who's some uh, like feature acts that you think would make like you could make a cool theme song about their show? Natasha Annie, Nova, Nova, Annie Lane, um, uh, Charzane, Robert Dahl. I think would be fun to work with, like a yeah. song type of thing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the BJ the McNaughty would be a lot of fun to fuck around with, like an insane clown type. Kind of, yeah, because kind of like a clowny. Yeah, like, that'd be fun to fuck around with. Um, like you said, man, Annie Lane. She's got so many different costumes and stuff. You could do a hundred different things for her. You know, so it's, uh, Annie's working on two new awesome gimmicks right now. I mean, and we were collabing a little bit. She's so fucking nice, dude. She just sent me a case of cookies. Yeah, she's the sweetest. Just for like, she happened to ask me for like you know songs that would go with these themes and i happened to be at work i was on the computer so i did my little diligence for her i searched a couple keywords pulled out a couple songs sent her some stuff and boom magically cookies show up at my club you know there are very few people in our industry that actually care everybody says they care everybody says they love people and they're you know i love this business and whatever but you know who really cares and who doesn't she that girl genuinely really really does give a shit about like if she if she takes an interest to you she genuinely takes an interest to you you know what i mean yeah um there are very few people in our industry like annie lane she's just very genuine i could totally see her getting a theme song um but you know what would be awesome with a theme song would be um justice Justice looks like a superhero. She yeah. moves like a superhero. She's got that dark metal type side to her, but then she's got this like intellectual side to her. So I could see like a Jekyll Hyde type. It's almost like you want to do like you know, like wrestling entrance themes, like custom themes. Oh my god, that's these... exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great for. Uh, what about DJs? Is there any DJs in our little Dr. circle? Dr. Rock, that... I think, would would be a good theme song. Yeah. Dr. Rock theme song would be fun. It'd have to be it would have to be Pantera style though. Yeah, yeah. It'd have you to couldn't, have yeah. to have that edge to it. Or it'd have or, to be rock and roll. Yeah, you know, or Binger, be. maybe. Yeah, Binger could have a fun song. Yeah. This will this is Bingers would be creepy like that ice cream truck theme. <laughs> Listen, if we're, <laughs> if we're gonna be doing these week after week. I mean, we got to, you know, I'm going to run out of topics eventually. So it's good to have all these. On no, the back I don't burner. think you'll ever run out of topics. Because, I mean, uh, you could, I mean, it doesn't have to even be strip club stuff. I mean, you could do something about, you know, the holiday season and shopping at Walmart. Yeah, that's going to be the next one. So everyone Which, by the stay way, tuned for the Christmas, uh, <laughs> Christmas. Song. We, we were talking to Dylan a little bit earlier about, um, you know, your life and, and adjusting 
real life to your strip club work life and, you know, the hours and this and that. I had to run to Walmart yesterday for a couple things, just stuff I needed around the house. I, I got up early. I've, I've really been sleeping very good lately. But, like, I got up early, and uh, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to run to Walmart. Like, right before Christmas. Like, how stupid am I? I get there, and I immediately regret even getting up out of my bed to go to Walmart. Yeah, it's you know insane. I mean? This holiday season has just been, like... Hasn't Amazon taken over to the point where we can just have regular shopping? Like, nah, what? People nah, are people, insane. Yeah, people like the hustle and bustle. They like being out there in crowds and like, they fucking and love this shit. They're so angry. Yeah. Angry. It's stressful driving in traffic and like, you know, it's, it's everyone's spending money and it's just, yeah, the whole holiday season is just, you know, just. I like my Walmart. We live in a place <laughs> where our, our Walmart is mostly old ladies because it's in. Uh, it's out way out west. Yeah. Where there's a lot of retirement communities. Cindy's, we live, you know, 10 feet from Cindy's mom. Right. So, like, uh, whenever I go into Walmart, I'm the tallest person in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I see, I see them looking at the top shelf. I'm like, ma'am, can I help you get something from the top? Yeah. And I am handing people coffee and peanut butter and everything. They're like, oh, thank you so much. Do you work here? No, I don't work here. I know I look like I work here, but no, I work for the other circus. I work for the <laughs> naked people. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah. you got to go late at night, man. Late at night's the time to do it. That's when you get all your shit done. Yeah, I, I totally got that now. I'll, I'll never do that again. That was just insane. Like, it was literally supposed... I needed, like, butter, um, a case of water, like, just essential stupid little things. Hmm. And and it took me almost an hour and 15 minutes to get four items out of Walmart. It yeah. was just And then insane. you had to check yourself out. Like That was the worst part. <laughs> and now they do this automated checkout thing, which is just retarded. It's yeah. like... Really? Now, like, you can't pay cashiers anymore? Everything's going to be automated now? And, you know, pretty soon it's just going to be on, everything's going to be on your phone. Everything. Yeah. I don't mind checking myself out because I'm good at it now. What I mind is the people in front of me that are clueless. And, oh, you know, they're going to take forever. Though that's the worst. And oh. then if you make a mistake on one of those things, you have to have somebody come over, put a key in, and delete it, right? So what's the fucking point? Yeah. If, if 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 somebody has to come, I don't know. I just I just think it's stupid. Walmart, get your shit together, man. You Thank can, you. You can learn some things things from the strip club industry. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think we should end the show with a big announcement. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. Wait. You you don't think that Walmart learning from the strip club industry wasn't big enough? I'm just trying to see like how the strip club industry would apply to to big retail, but. Uh, but I like where you're going with because it. Because we would never do something that stupid. We would do stuff that was way stupider. Yeah. No, but no, seriously, though. Like a self-checkout system. And then, like, if you make a mistake, you still need a person there to facilitate the system. What's the point? It's like putting cover jock in the fucking... Oh, yeah. see? That, I guess they are I smarter guess, I them. guess it does apply both It ways. does. It yeah. does apply yeah. both yeah, Dude, I, help, I checked myself out and helped three other people check out, and next thing I knew, they made me a regional manager. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. thing corrected. <laughs> All right. So well, let's get to it, man. <laughs> we started this venture early August, late July, and uh, the three of us got together... And we really didn't want to turn this into any type of a business. We just wanted to have a cool website, a cool podcast, something that we could do to keep our creativity together. Um, we knew we could rely on Josh's talents. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we, we figured Josh could carry us through a few months. You know, Bobby and I can have emotional breakdowns. We'll be fine. Everything will be great. Um, the dog could be the art candy. Imitating life. <laughs> 
but at some point we knew we were going to need a sponsor. We were we knew we were going to need. I mean, the we're not making anything off of this. We're not looking to make anything off of this. But you know, there's still a server that we have to pay for every month. There's still costs of having a web host, a webmaster, and all that. My I'm, contract writer has to be met. <laughs> Bobby's yeah. artwork, Josh's Spitfires, licensing fees, all sorts of shit like that. It's not cheap. So. Um, we had to branch out, and we we had a, we could have done this one of a couple ways, but we got a title sponsor. We got somebody that doesn't want to just be a sponsor with us. They want to be a partner Ooh, with us. Yes. They want us to take their brand and educate the industry to their brand. So it gives me great pleasure to announce at this very second that Planet Platypus Starting January 1st of 2020, contractually, hmm. I can say this now, um, we are now going to be sponsored in part by Religion Tequila, ladies hey! and gentlemen. That's right. So can I change everything to say Religion Tequila presents? Yeah, yeah Jake and I were actually talking about it. We're not sure exactly how we're going to do We know how we're going to do it on the site. Um, I know how we're going to do it in this room. We're gonna have tequila every week. Oh yeah, I have two bottles at the house already. Yeah, we're gonna nice. have an ice luge in here every uh, yeah. every Wednesday. <laughs> um, I talked to Jesse. I've been talking to Jesse. We kind of finalized everything, and um, yeah, the bottles are at the house, ready Bro. to roll. Religion nice. tequila, nice. Bro, so we'll be kicking off twenty twenty strong this year. So we're starting the new year out with a title sponsor. I'm gonna have to take an Uber here. And uh, <laughs> we're going to, um, you know, incorporate a couple things in the show. Nothing. It's not going to take over the show or it's not going to be anything like that. But, um, you know, there are going to be some elements of uh, a partnership there. Is so there going to be a religion tequila anthem? There will be a religion tequila <laughs> yes. anthem. Nice. Absolutely. In okay. fact, that was actually requested. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, Jesse Lee is a, a, is a great guy. I've, um, you know, worked with him at ED Publications in the Expo. He's been sponsoring many events for many years. Um, so, you know, we've had a, a work relationship for a good four years now, three, four years. And um, he's just really into what we're doing. Um, totally got the concept. Thought it was great. Um, and was just honored he said he actually is like i'm honored to be part of this and and uh, and we both equally want to be partners in this and he wants to help us as much as we want to help them um what's cool about it the timing couldn't be better because jesse's biggest issue to start with it's a great company the the tequila comes from mexico the guave in, in mexico if you go to uh um religions uh religion tequila's website um, you'll see the the backstory and it's it's amazing, um, but what's really you know in the beginning he, I want a tour. It, it, I'll get you a tour. In the beginning, it was very difficult for them to get rolling because distribution had them limited. There was only certain parts of the country that they can distribute. I think Texas and uh, L.A. and maybe Vegas, like in that area. Um, they just finally got with a brand new distributor and it's opened up four new major east coast markets including south florida love it so they're going to be in florida they're going to be in new york city all the way up the east coast um they are extremely excited they are pumped so 2020 they want to go at our industry hard because now these 
you know, these major markets have opened up for them, which they never had before. They're this close to national distribution, which is the goal. So, you know, when I met them, they were just kind of this speck of an idea of a product. And now they're this full-blown company who is making major, major moves. And um, it's, it's a beautiful partnership. Religion Tequila, Planet Platypus, putting those two things together to start 2020. Um, nice. We're in a great spot. And that, that gives us an opportunity to add a few elements to not only the show, but the website and hopefully the expo experience this year. Because um, there is a couple more announcements that will be made in the upcoming f- near future that have to do with expo um, and, and our tie-ins to that. And it's going to be nice to have Religion Tequila on board with us. And I'm very, very excited. I am, too. You see, I never thought I would ever say the words, we're going to help people find religion. And that's what we But that we is what do. we're going to do yes. this year. In 2020, the planet will find religion. And religion has found the planet. Yeah, wow. That's a tagline for the ages right there. It's pretty deep, right? Is that, is that going to be their official slogan? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we'll have anything to do with our official slogan. But we're damn happy to have them. Absolutely. So Jesse welcome, Lee from welcome. Religion Tequila, we cannot wait to introduce you to all of our friends. I can't wait till we finish a bottle and then record a show. That's what have, I can't wait. You've never tasted the product, have you? I have never tasted the Flipping product. awesome. Yeah, I've tasted it at the... Uh, I take uh, it back. at a booth at Expo. Yeah. I was going to say, I take it back. We yeah. did try a sample at the Expo. <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's they, uh, they it's steam pure. the agave leaves. They steam it. To, yeah, to, to bring those juices out. It's, it's uh, pure. It's a different process than what the other pure, pure tequila. It's that raw shit. Really, really good shit. It's gonna be great. So, if you're a serious tequila drinker, you're recommending this. If you're a novice tequila drinker, if you're just, it doesn't matter. Like it's the it's it's the only tequila you should ever drink. Oh well, I'm gonna have to try it again then. Yeah, definitely. We're all gonna have to. We're going to have a religion show. Jesse is all about it. We talked yeah. about a couple different ideas, and he's up for pretty much everything. You know what? That's it. We're gonna do a tequila show. We'll do tequila recipes. I'll bring a blender, okay, and some meatballs. Well, <laughs> he, I love, love grandma's tequila. Meatballs. He's invited us already to do a podcast in L.A. and Mexico. Okay, so international. We're going international. Something with this. to talk about. I don't feel safe going to Mexico. I would feel safe with him. Their company's there, so it's not like we're going to like. What if we go and do the podcast? We can't get back for some reason. That's, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> we get stuck in Mexico, and it's only our luck, right? But like our podcast becomes a huge sensation. We're like fucking Selena down there. <laughs> we're circus we're like Selena. <laughs> we're the new circus. We just start a new. <laughs> A new life in Mexico yeah. with all the tequila we could drink. Yeah, it was just drunken Spitfires for yes. the rest of our lives. Uh, this is a life with, that I'm looking forward with to. With the mariachi outfits. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, so, we would so be the three amigos if we were in Mexico. <laughs> just we would not blend in. No. We'd stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Not, not a lick of Spanish between the three of us. We'd have to tell everybody we were actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great content for the site, though. Yeah. You know, because he's like, yeah, come by. We'll give you a tour of the plant and we'll show you how everything's made. And, you know, you guys can do your podcast there. I'm like, yeah, I'll fly the boys out to Mexico. Sure. That'd be great. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> big things. Big things on the horizon, man. That, that's where stories are made. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 
Um, I'm very happy to announce that, and uh, congratulations to uh, you guys. Congratulations to uh, religion. And uh, it's about time you found some religion, Bobby. It's about time. Yeah, it's been lacking, seriously. It has. It has. It has. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, man, going good. You know, going long today, man.